Good to have you back. Bill Michaels Show. We continue on this portion of the program brought to you by JL Tire and Service Center. They're in Watertown and in Johnson Creek on Johnson Creek, just above 94th, the Johnson Creek exit. If you are uh, looking for new tires, maybe some service work, or you're an over-the-road tractor-trailer driver even, they have facilities for everything and very philanthropic in the community. Give them a shout, jnltire.com, or just stop in. Uh, they're in on Boulder Road in Watertown, and just above the Johnson Creek exit on 94, you can see it from the highway. Both places, absolutely fantastic. That's jnltire.com, jnltire.com. Hey, before we uh, listen to, to Jordan Love, uh, the NFL announced a, uh, to, earlier today that the pregame entertainment for the, for the Super Bowl, it's all set. Multimedia entertainment mogul Reba McIntyre is going to sing the national anthem. Post Malone, the eight-time Diamond-certified, Grammy-nominated phenomenon, is going to sing America the Beautiful. And then uh, the Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter, activist, and acclaimed actress Andra Day will sing Lift Every Voice and Sing. So there you go. Pre-game entertainment and uh, Apple Music Super Bowl halftime show We'll also feature um, sign language and all the other stuff that they uh, send us. But nevertheless, you've got uh, Reba McIntyre, Post Malone, Andrea Day. Uh, Daniel Durant is going to be there uh, as well. And uh, they got all kinds of other stuff. So, But uh, Reba McIntyre singing the national anthem. There you have it. Apple bought the halftime show. It's no longer the Pepsi halftime show. It's going to be a little weird. Yeah, and I, I, throw it out there. I don't know if you missed this email, but I got a PR email that followed up to the entertainment, and it says, also, Mike Clemens may or may not be found somewhere on the strip singing karaoke on yes. either Tuesday or Wednesday. They haven't got it nailed down yet, yeah. but just a heads up, maybe that'll happen. I hear he's the lounge act at the Bunny Ranch, so that's, that's just a rumor. That's what it is. It's all yeah. rumors. Nothing's confirmed. But Yeah, yeah. Mike uh, has a, uh, a sequined banana hammock. And he is uh, going to be playing. I can't even do it. Straight face. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so, anyway, uh, there's that image. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so, we're going to have fun. It's going to be a good time uh, out in Vegas. Uh, Jordan Love, speaking to the media yesterday, take a listen to what Jordan Love had to say. Yeah, um, you know, I was leaving, I was in a parking lot, and uh, I, I saw her trying to back out, tires were spinning. Um, I just asked if, you know, she wanted me to help try and push real quick and see if we can get it moved. Um, and I tried, it was unsuccessful, um, but, you know, she said somebody was coming to, to, with the shovel to help, so. Well, the only thing that wasn't successful for you last weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a good one. Yes. Um, what was? <laughs> thanks. Always a joke I have all year. Um, what's that like? I mean, this is your first game. I'm sure you've been looking forward to it forever, and like nothing's going wrong. What's that? You mentioned flow state last week. What mm-hmm. is that? That state like? Yeah, I think uh, like like you said, it was everyone was flowing, um, offensively, defensively, special teams. Um, you know, everyone was executing at a high level, um, and it it was able to make it seem almost easy. Um, but I think it's just uh, everybody's locked in, dialed in, understanding what we need to do, um, and just executing. So I think that was our best execution game all year. 
um, in all three phases. You know, we were all playing complementary ball. Um, and yeah. so how much fun is putting that challenge together on paper, going out and carrying it out? Uh, it's, it's very fun. Um, you know, that, that's a challenge every week. Um, you know, you have a great game plan and uh, trying to make it come to life and um, obviously be able to handle all the different looks you might see from them um, and just execute at a high level, making plays, um, keeping the ball moving, staying on the field, and then obviously getting to the red zone, putting up points. So it's uh, it's fun to be a part of, um, but it's, it's just everybody executing at a high level. Uh, what pro- just yeah no it, it's not easy um, there's a lot of work that goes in in the backgrounds um, you know throughout the whole week the process um, the coach is giving us a plan studying the plan understanding what the defense is going to do um, so it's definitely not easy but um, it's been easier as the season goes on just getting into that flow understanding the rhythm you get in and um, you know Obviously, as you get in some, some game reps, understanding the different looks you'll get from the defenses. Um, but it, it's not easy, but it's definitely part of the process that goes into the week. When you when I think you the game against the Eagles last year, do you think you could have played at this level last year? I would hope so. Um, I think with all the reps I've got this year, I've, I've been able to execute more at a higher level. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, I would hope that you know when you get in, you want to execute at the best of your abilities. But uh, who knows? Who knows? You mentioned this was the team's best game kind of across the board. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I think every week we've been getting better and better um, in, in terms of just execution. I think we're, we're executing better and better every week. So, um, you know, I think we've uh, been putting better performances out there, and I think there's, there's still more out there for us. Jordan, when you have guys open like you had with Dobbs last week, wide open over the middle or Musgrave, is that a product of scheme or are those – defensive breakdowns or how does that come to be it's a little bit of everything um you know the one the one to romeo um his route it was all his route right there you know we schemed it up we got the look we wanted um and you know his route he was able to sell that um you know kind of have the dd loss right there so that's a product of that um the one to luke that's that's the coach is drawing up a great play right there um taking advantage of what the defense is doing um and it just working perfection right there so there's a little bit of everything um scheme wise um and then execution by the receivers um so yeah i see the 49er challenge Oh, yeah. Um, You know, it's a great challenge for us. They're a really good defense. Um, They got a really good offense as well. So they're they're a great team all around. Um, So we we definitely got a great challenge ahead of us, and we're we're looking forward to it. How powerful is momentum right now? It's huge. You know, I think uh, coming to the postseason, that's been been huge for us. Kind of got rolling with those uh, three wins back to back to back. So, um, you know, it's, it's huge for us right now just having that momentum. Um, and, and continue to keep it rolling. Um, but yeah. Well, they blend a little bit, but I can't remember a game this year where you've had to deal with significant rain, and that's going to be the case, it seems like, in San Francisco. Is that something you could prepare for at all going into this? Um, yeah, I mean, it's something that, you know, weather is just a factor that you can't really control. Um, you know, we've had practices in the rain before. Um, you know, it's, there's a lot of weather out here, so I think we're, we're prepared for that, and uh, we'll be ready for whatever the weather is out there that this receiver group, whether it's the rookies, the second-year guys, just that collective that nobody seems to care who gets the big stats or gets the touchdowns or whatever. What's your sense of just where that that attitude from those guys comes from and and um, 
you know, sort of how you've seen it sort of manifest itself? Yeah, I think that's just the mindset of that room. Um, I've said it before, I think it's a very unselfish room. Um, and I think it's just the, the character of everybody in the room. Um, you know, it's a, it's a great group, and they've come together a lot throughout the season, just the bond. Um, and, you know, our receiver coach, Vrabe, says it a lot, you know, go out there and play for your brother. Um, you know, the routes they run, a lot of them, um, sometimes they might know they're not getting the ball, but, you know, they're, they're clearing guys out, opening uh, voids up for, for the brother. So, and, and they do that in the, the run game as well, going out there and block for your brother. So I think it's a very unselfish room, and uh, it's helping guys be able to perform at high levels. And, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, it might be one guy getting the ball, getting a lot of receptions, getting a lot of yards, and it might be another guy next week. So, um, you know, I think uh, uh, it's just that that whole mindset in that room is awesome right now. Yeah, along, along those lines, Jordan, how does that happen? Like the 150 yards for Rome, and then Jay Reed, Reed has one, and Bo, how do you go into a game thinking that, you know, maybe Rome's going to have the big game, or does it just sort of play out that way? Uh, I think it just plays out that way. Um, you never really know who's going to have the big game uh, for us in the receiver room. Um, you know, you have plays dialed up for some guys, and um, other times it's kind of just the, the looks we get defensively, who might be catching the ball. But, um, you know, I think the mindset, they all – want the ball they all expect the ball on every play um, and that's what's helping them be successful and they're going out there and making plays when the, the ball's coming their way. Jordan you're playing a team that the guy before you couldn't beat in the playoffs and the, the comparisons between you two whether it's stats throws have been prevalent your whole career are you okay with that like the comparison between you two does it bother you are you indifferent about it? Uh, it's it's one of those things that you know I just go out there and play. Um, I let other people you know handle the comparisons, different things like that. So um, you know I'm not worried about it. I'm not really thinking about it. Um, I think it's something that is just a byproduct of it that uh, you know happens after the fact. But um, it's not something that I'm thinking about. Jordan, you're from California. How many family friends are you expecting at the game, and where's your mom's seat going to be for this one? Yeah, um, definitely got a, a good amount of family friends um, come to the game. So um, it'd be fun to be able to play in front of them. Um, but uh, yeah, my mom, we, we got some good tickets, so uh, she'll be sitting sitting good. But uh, definitely got a lot of people coming. So. There's, so much talk about, there's so much talk about what experience means at this time of year in the postseason. Y'all's lack of experience certainly didn't seem to bother y'all last week. Just how have y'all been able to kind of play as well as you have in these must-win situations even without having a whole lot of experience? Um, just executing at a high level. Um, obviously, yeah, ex experience is huge in these situations, but, um, you know, I think we're just we're, we're, we're confident in our whole, on our whole team and what we got. Um, and, it, and now it just comes down to execution, um, making the most of the plays we have, and uh, I think that's what we're doing. When you watch 49ers Oh uh, yeah, I mean we don't like offensively we're not watching their offense, so um, you know I just know in the past from playing them that's you know kind of what they do. Um, so yeah, you got to be prepared for that, um, and we got to be able to you know take advantage of the opportunity as offense ourselves and be able to stay on the field, um, take advantage of the drives, put up points every opportunity we can. Um, just knowing that they got a really good offense, they got explosive playmakers. So uh, yeah. Game plan, like on, you come in for the week's game plan. Do you have a routine of how you go over it yourself, you know, individually, what you look for first? And has that changed at all since the beginning of the year to where you are now? Um, it hasn't changed much. I think um, throughout my rookie year, my second year, I was able to, you know, kind of see just how the week unfolds with our game plan, how we implement it, um, you know, how much film you got to kind of watch to prepare for the different teams. So I got a good feel for that. Um, so nothing's really changed with 
my routine with that. Um, but I think, you know, credit to our coaches, they do a really good job getting us ready for the game plan, um, you know, telling us all the details of different plays, why we have these plays in, what we're trying to take advantage of with the looks. Um, and they, they do a good job just getting us ready for that. So um, nothing's really changed with my mindset once I get that plan, but uh, it comes down to just preparing, you know, getting yourself ready when you're outside of the building, watching the film, um, understanding the, the, the plays we got in and, and, and what we're trying to take advantage of with those. What's the challenge? There are a couple of games there late this season where your defense wasn't giving you guys much room for error. What do you think of how, you know, how they've played the past couple of weeks and helped the offense out? Yeah, they, they've been big time, um, you know. Obviously, last week, you know, anytime as a defense you can get a, a turnover um, and put up points is, is huge. Um, it helps us out a lot. So that was that was awesome to see. But, um, you know, I think they've been playing really good uh, as of late, um, helping us out a lot. Um, but I think it, it's it's both ways. You know, we got to play complimentary ball offense. We got to take advantage of the opportunities, put up points, and uh, try and stay on the field, keep them off the field as much as possible, because um, they do some really good things when we're able to put some longer drives together. Uh, but when they're out there on the field for a long time, it's hard for them. Um, you know, so we got to do a good job trying to help them out. But they've been playing really well. Having watched how Matt coached Aaron, does he coach you? differently similar and what's his approach with you do you think how, how do you think he coaches you yeah no i think that's the, the good thing about our coaching staff is they they coach everybody the same um you know obviously with aaron um just how much knowledge he has of the game he is able to understand things and, and get to you know certain looks that he might want um where, where i don't have as much knowledge in that area but uh you know, I think Matt gives you all the information you need, all the keys to be successful, um, and it's kind of on you to, to make it happen when you get out there on the field. But I think that's the key um, you know, with Matt, with Tom, uh, with Steno, is they, they coach everybody the same way, um, You know, give you all the information you need to be successful, um, and kind of put it on you to go out there and execute. Jordan, Jordan Matt uh, talked about the zero check play to Octavian as kind of the coup de grace, you know what I'm saying, in that whole process. you think that was kind of the play, too, or you recognized made that read and preparation and delivery. Mm -hmm. so oh, yeah. Um, you know, it was an awesome play. Um, but that's a part of it right there is, you know, I've had, um, you know, we, we watched the pressure tape throughout the week. We have all the answers um, with the different protection calls we try and make, and we do a good job going over that in our walkthroughs and different things. So um, they give you all the keys, and it's, it's on you to be able to go out there, see it, and then pick it up. Um, with, you know, the clock running down, things like that. So, um, you know, that's the area of my game that I've improved, that I've tried to focus on, um, and that's that's the play of just everybody executing, coming together, picking up the picking up the blitz, and, um, you know, Wicks going out there, putting a great route on tape and, and finishing the play. Touchdown. I know Kyle asked about the comparisons. I don't feel like locally we've asked you a lot of comparing you to Aaron questions, but Rob just did, and I'm curious about, for you, you know, Matt kind of got irritated this summer when we would keep saying it was going to be a truer version of Matt's offense we we're going to see. Is that true, though? Like, Aaron did have that big, huge Rolodex of plays in, in his history, and you don't have that yet. Are you running this offense in a more kind of purer form of what Matt came up with? Because you were here for the years that Aaron was kind of running that hybrid version. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, since I've been here, this is the offense I know, so I don't, I couldn't tell you, honestly. I don't know um, a lot of things what it's been like before, but you know, I do know Aaron obviously had a lot of plays that he's ran in his past that we'd bring up and things like that. Um, but um, I, I think all that stuff is, it's been implemented in our offense, kind of become part of our identity too. So, um, you know, this is really all I know, so I can't really answer that question. So you, you, you've had great off-schedule plays, though, certainly. But do you, is it more, you think it's fair to say more frequently you take what the call is and maybe you make an adjustment like the 
protection adjustment on the zero blitz, mm -hmm. but more often than not, you're doing kind of what the, the coach calls. Oh yeah, fair. Yeah, um, you know, just operating within the system. Um, you know, there's plays that we'll get to checks when we get you know a pressure that we can't pick up, things like that. But uh, for the most part, is is trying to you know get the play I have called and find the best answer for whatever coverage the defense might be getting to us. But, um, you know, we have certain checks that we can get to, but uh, for the most part, it's just it's operating within that system um, and finding the best answer. Watching things back, how much did Watson open things up, just his presence on the field? Yeah, um, huge. Um, you know, I was just talking about the, the play I hit over to Romeo over the middle. Um, he was able to clear three guys out. Um, just running with speed, which is uh, is, is huge. But, um, you know, just having him back, having his speed back out there um, is huge. Um, and uh, the way he's able to open things up, you know, the defense is definitely focused on him. So uh, it, it's, it's great just having him back out there. Um, obviously trying to get him some more catches as well, though. What does a player Two more Fred for George Caliber do for that defense in the middle? Uh, who is that? Fred Warner in the middle at defense. Oh, yeah. What does he do for them? Oh, yeah, yeah. huge. Um, you know, I think he's the, the leader of the defense. Um, and obviously, he's, he's one of the best linebackers in the NFL, so um, he does a lot for that defense. But, um, you know, I think all around they got some pretty good players over there. Um, but and you see him all over the tape. He's flying around everywhere, making plays left and right. So, um, you know, he's a big-time player that, you know, you got to know where he's at um, and find ways to, to, to take advantage of what they do. But he's, he's a great player. On the Wicks play, um, so you, you know what's coming, right? When you get to line of scrimmage, you have a good, good idea that Dallas is putting there. So do you feel like you know you have the answers there and it's going to be a touchdown before the ball's even snapped? Is, is that what you're thinking on that play when you, you know what's coming? Yeah, um, you know, we went with, uh, you know, pretty much a double cadence and they, they showed the pressure right away. Um, and, yeah, I was able to get to the check and I, I was just hoping that they stayed with it, um, didn't check out of it. But, um, you know, I knew we had a great play on it and came down to if Wicks is going to win on his route or not, and he, he did that. So I, I knew we had a great play. It's just a matter of if they, they stayed in there or not. Jordan, you talked about how challenged these guys are. They're really good up front. Mm -hmm. What do you think of what your offensive line has allowed you to do the last nine games and how good do you feel about what they're doing? to keep you clean. Oh, yeah, they've been, they've been doing a fantastic job, um, you know, stepping up to the challenges, um, going against, obviously, some pretty good D-lines. So um, they've stepped up, kept me clean, um, and been doing a great job of that. And obviously our run game is is uh, executing at a high level right now. So uh, we, we got all the confidence in the world in those guys and um, obviously going against a, a, a pretty good D-line again. So it's a, it's another test, but, um, you know, that's what we're doing it for, to be able to, um, you know, have these challenges and, and step up in these big-time moments. But uh, can't say enough, they've been doing a great job. Thanks, Thanks George. Yes. There you go. That's Jordan Love, and, and some interesting insight. I mean, he obviously has a lot of generic stuff, and I want to get into the comparisons between him and Brock Purdy when we come back. But, uh, you know, very insightful when it talks about looking, you know, certain coverages and the way the guys move. And if you, the, the one thing that I get out of that conversation is there is a sense now of where guys will be, and the guys sense where he's looking. It's the familiarity, and it's taken a while. But it has certainly come around, and if, if you took anything away from that conversation, that's what it was. There was a lot of talk. I mean, obviously the offensive line and such, uh, you know, about what they've been able to do in the trenches and winning up front. But it's the sense of, uh, yeah, I know where they're going to be. I know where Romeo's going to be. I know, you know, he, he gets it. And, uh, and, and I've always said, man, knowing, knowing the offense and knowing where you need to be and knowing what you need to do is 90% of the battle because you used to, you know, it, it, your, your physical talent gets you there. But it's what be, is between the ears is really what starts to 
you know, kind of make you that much better. Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there. One collision and county line, one collision county line, and that is in Menominee Falls. And if you unfortunately have had an accident, as many have had, I knew a friend, a friend of mine, just they just bought a new pickup truck, and no more than they got it, then somebody hit them in the front end all of a sudden, and that's where they're at. They're over at one collision county line. They got it, the, the whole thing's torn down within a couple of days, and uh, they're being informed as to what's going on. And the front end parts are ordered, and this is ordered, and that's done, and then they're going to get it in the body, sh- and they text you the whole way. It's the communication factor. One collision county line on Menominee Falls. Call them 262-251-1700. They work great with all insurance companies as well. One collision county line, Menominee Falls, Wisconsin, 262-251-1700. 262-251-1700. Trust the people that I trusted when I had the fender bender with my vehicle, and it turned out perfect. Again, one collision county line, 262-251-1700. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. You got to hit it, bang it, rock it, put it in the pocket. Hit it, bang it, rock it, put it in the pocket. Hit it, bang it, rock it, put it in the pocket. Good to have you back. I got a nice note. Tim writes me, Bill, living on Alaska. Stopped into Buzzer Billy's for the very first time. You were not kidding about the beer cheese soup. Oh, my God, so good. Best I've ever had. Thanks for the heads up. Tim, my pleasure. That's what I'm telling you. Buzzer Billy's, man, out there in La Crosse. If you've never been, be like Tim. Stop in. And uh, it's it's just a good place and a fun place. If you've never been there, Buzzer Billy's on Pearl Street in La Crosse or the Starlight Lounge upstairs, uh, directly upstairs, right in the, the doorway. As a matter of fact, this is in the middle of the building. Uh, where Buzzard Billy's is, and you head upstairs to the Starlight Lounge, craft cocktails and such upstairs as well. So Buzzard Billy's downstairs, Starlight Lounge upstairs, and be like Tim. You can't go wrong. Go in, if, especially on a cold day like today. Stop in and say, I'm going to go face first into the beer cheese soup. And it's thick, and it's good, and get some of the uh, get some of the bread with it, and oh, man, you're on your way. That's great stuff right there from our friends at Buzzard Billy's. Um, so here's the uh, here's the comparison. When you get into Brock Purdy and Jordan Love, and uh, they say, so who has the edge of quarterback entering Saturday's showdown? Take a look at the numbers. Uh, the completion percentage of Brock Purdy, he is fourth best in the National Football League. Jordan Love is 20th, 64.2% versus 69.4. Uh, the yards per average, uh, Brock Purdy, number one in the National Football League, 9.6 yards per pass. Jordan Love, 14th at 7.2. Now, this is the entire season, remember, and the Packers went through a little bit of a lull. Uh, They're similar when it comes to touchdown passes. Jordan Love has 32. Brock Purdy has 31. Uh, Total touchdowns between them, uh, including running uh, touchdowns. Uh, Jordan Love has 36. Brock Purdy has 33. The passer rating, Brock Purdy's got a passer rating this year of 113. Number one in the National Football League. Number one. Uh, and then you've got 96.1 for uh, Jordan Love, which is 11th best. Uh, the success rate, the uh, the extending of plays, um, some of these other analytics, uh, the QBR, all favor Brock Purdy. He's first in every category. And some of these categories, passer rating, a success rate and such, QBR, uh, pro football fo- focus grade. Um, Jordan Love is a little bit lower on the totem pole. However, when you get the big-time throws, 
Big-time throws downfield. Uh, Jordan Love is fifth. Brock Purdy is tenth. Turnover-worthy plays. Uh, the guy that's been better has been Jordan Love, who is 11th. Brock Purdy is 13th. The sack percentage, uh, Jordan Love's been much better. He's 4.9. Uh, percent where Brock Purdy is 5.9 the pro football focus grade under pressure under pressure favors Jordan Love he's been better he's sixth best in the National Football League at 62.6 percent as opposed to eighth at 62.8 percent which I know it's minuscule but it 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 does change the ranking systems Uh, completion versus passes thrown 20 plus yards downfield Jordan Love is third best in the National Football League. Brock Purdy is sixth. Uh, Games with multiple TDs and zero interceptions. Jordan Love is number one in the National Football League with nine of them. Brock Purdy is second with eight of them. And games with passer rating over 100. Both guys tied for second with 10. Purdy, they say, the most efficient quarterback in the National Football League in 2023. He uh, led the NFL in yards per attempt, passer rating, EPA, and success rate. And when it comes to the quarterback stats, it's tough to kind of beat that quartet. Purdy mixed playing in a deadly scheme with all-star weapons and to create fantastic second-year throwing uh, of the football in San Francisco. But what did last week teach us? That the best quarterback doesn't just automatically beat the hottest quarterback. And there's little to no doubt who the hottest quarterback in the National Football League is right now. The Packers have been playing must-win games for over a month, and Love has been lights out, culminating with a historic playoff debut last week in Dallas. 21 touchdown passes, one pick in the last nine games. And when a quarterback is playing as well as Love is, a team has a chance to win every single week. So you break it all down, and you start to look at all the different you know, between the Love and Purdy matchup, um, it, it's it's pretty it's pretty impressive. I know we got buy or sell after the bottom of the hour here, but th- this this doesn't really work well for a good buy or sell question. I just want to ask you quick before we take a break, Bill. If you watch Lafleur's press conference on Sunday night, where he's just he almost doesn't know what to say about how well Jordan Love played. He's like, geez, mm-hmm. that's a quarterback. And then I listened to his press conference yesterday. He's talking about how Jordan Love last couple of weeks made all these off-schedule throws, and there's so much value there. Do you think Matt LaFleur is a little surprised the last couple of weeks, like we have been? He's like, man, I I knew this guy yeah. could run my offense, but I didn't know he had this up his sleeve. He genuinely seems surprised talking about yep. Jordan Love this week. Yep, he seems pleasantly surprised. And the, there was a couple of times where he seemed almost like going, uh, almost like he was going to say, <laughs> boy, he made that throw. Like, didn't see that coming, you know. So yes, to answer your question, I I completely agree with you. Uh, when he co- when it comes to the sound of surprise or the sound of holy mackerel, uh, we didn't realize he was that good. Type of uh, sentimentality coming out of uh, coming out of Matt Lafleur. So I I completely agree. But that's just a, a look at some of the numbers. You know, some of the numbers. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Hit us up. We got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends. Speaking of uh, getting some good meals out in La Crosse, Big Boar Barbecue. If you're not going downtown to uh, Pearl Street, head out to West Salem. Big Boar Barbecue. Go to BigBoarBBQ.com. Whether it's a lunch, it's a dinner, or they cater as well. The stick, literally stick to your ribs. (laughs) Stuff. Talk about mac and cheese. They've got that. And the coleslaw, the dry rub, the pulled pork, all of it. So, so good. That's Big Boar Barbecue in West Salem. Family owned. Three brothers now own it, and it's 
they're good people. So it's a good a good local business to support out in the uh, La Crosse and or West Salem area. Good, good stuff. More of the Bill Michael Show coming. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome, Bill Michaels Show. We uh, got a couple of segments to go before we get out of here. We certainly appreciate you hanging out with us. As always, I want to remind you, our friends downtown, uh, Gino and the gang at San Giorgio, uh, some of the best Italian food you're ever going to have. That's San Giorgio. Call our own club, 838 Old World 3rd Street, downtown, whether it's the traditional Italian meal or the Pizzeria Napoletana at San Giorgio. Both places, fantastic. 838 Old World 3rd Street, and make sure you tell them, we sent you. Let's get into some buy or sell. Let's do this. In the world of sports, a lot of people say a lot of things. Who is on crack? I want Iguadala. But what passes the big unit test? It's time for buy or sell on the Bill Michael Show. All right, there we go. Let's do it. What do we got? This news. I like the Iguadala comment. That's one of my favorite sports TV things <laughs> ever. The death rays pointed at Earth. Give me Iguadala. It's just ridiculous. The Cowboys yeah. announced last night during the huddle. We didn't really talk about it too much. That Mike McCarthy's coming back, and he did a press conference mm-hmm. today uh, and made the case. So the place for a championship. That's why I'm here. I believe in the direction of the team. I believe in the leadership of this team. And they've had three straight 12 and five years. Bill, let's make this simple. Buy or sell. Jerry Jones made the correct decision in bringing back Mike McCarthy. Uh, I'm going to say, yeah. And here's the reason why. Because unless you have Belichick in your back pocket as a coach, not as a GM, then where's the upgrade? Who's the next? I mean, maybe Harbaugh. But you got a lot of the guys when you, when you heard some of the exit interviews from some of the players down in Dallas you got the sense that they wanted Mike back not because they had it easy but because they relate to him which is a far cry from what happened here in Green Bay towards the end so um i think jerry did not make a knee jerk reaction i know like players and analytics and such and i was listening to people talk uh, this morning about how could they do this but I was kind of like, nah, I, I get it. I, you know, you may not agree with it. And, you know, they talk about him being outcoached and such. But, you know, uh, I I think they're going to run it back one more time with Mike. And because he has had in-season success and he's made Dak a better quarterback. Yes. Uh, I think that's the reason why. And they're looking at it going, okay, look, if we're going to fire him, we have got to be better. we got to find a guy that's better than him. And it's going to give us a better record and better success. So I think they're going to give him one more one more crack at it. So, I, I yeah, I think so. But it, like I said, if they made a call, and there's no indication. I mean, there were some rumors floating around out there that, that Jerry had maybe threw back channels and wanted to see the interest of Bill Belichick. And maybe Belichick was like, you know what, I don't want to go there. I don't want to be second fiddle to Jerry. I want to cook all the, the, the meals and, and buy all the groceries, and Jerry was not going to give all of that up. We know that. So... Uh, maybe maybe that's the reason that they said, well, we're going to keep Mike because we're not going to end up with Bill Belichick in our backyard. 
Dak has one more year on his contract. Now McCarthy has one more year on his contract, which is a yeah. little weird for a head coach, but not in Dallas. But, they did the same to Jason needed, Garrett. They need to do something with Dak because that's almost $60 million that he's got coming to him next season. So they got to figure out a way to extend him or what have you, So, which is what they're probably going to do. I would imagine. And maybe at the end of the year, they're like, okay, we need a new coach for Dak. That's fine. I I see why they brought him back for a year. If they would have fired him, I, I think that would have been fine, too. Buy or sell. You could do better. You could do worse. The Eagles, meanwhile, haven't announced anything with Nick Sirianni. His OC, Brian Johnson, is taking head coaching interviews. The Eagles are looking for candidates to replace him, which seems like Sirianni might be coming back. Jalen Hurts regressed big time this year mm-hmm. under Nick Sirianni. So I actually don't yeah. want to ask you about the coach. I want to ask you about the quarterback. Buy or sell, today, you would rather have Jordan Love than Jalen Hurts as quarterback Jordan on your Love. team. All Jordan right. Love. J- uh, Jalen Hurts last year had an incredible year, and he was off to a fast start this year, and he went from being a guy that was being talked about as the leader of that team and an MVP candidate, and at the end of the season, you saw him sitting alone on the bench. And the rumors have it inside circles that this, this guy got full of himself real fast, and it was a big turnoff to a lot of the guys in that locker room. And so maybe he's the problem and not necessarily Nick Sirianni. So, but, you know, how do you, you know, it, it, we saw what Aaron Rodgers tried to do with Zach Wilson. I mean, tried to kind of, you know, resurrect his in, you know, in locker room presence and, the way guys looked at him, and it, it, it ended up failing ultimately. But, uh, yeah, Jalen Hurts has got a, a long way to go this offseason, though, I think, come back and win back the, the locker room of the guys around him because nobody was approaching him. Nobody was approaching him the other night when we were watching them go down dismally on Monday night. Yeah, I don't know. The first half of the year, everyone was like, Jalen Hurts, calm, cool, collected, right? Everyone yeah. believes in him when they were winning. And then they start losing, and it's a lot of the same talk, but they're flipped. He's nonverbal, right. and he's not a rah-rah guy. It's just, I don't know, winning and losing it can really impact how you see things. I suppose yeah, as it should. No, absolutely. And, and they always say winning is the ultimate deodorant. But he did not use his legs this year. He didn't get outside the pocket a lot this year. They, and, and granted, they don't want him getting beat up, but it was almost like they put handcuffs on him, and it, it just it was completely dysfunctional. So... I'm going to be anxious to see what they do down there, but I get the sense that they don't want to just blow Sirianni out because they've blown out good coaches, except for Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly was a moron. But they got rid of Doug Peterson after he won a Super Bowl. And Doug Peterson's now been one of the best things for Trevor Lawrence. So I I think they look at this and go, "Ah, we can't just be blowing people out because the fans are pissed. That's reasonable. If one town does that, it might actually be Philly. So they, right. they've they certainly fired better. I mean, they fired Andy Reid, for God's sake, yep. back in the day. So just worth thinking about. Buy or sell. Aaron Jones over the last four games, 127 yards, 120 yards, 111 yards, 118 yards against Dallas last Sunday. Buy or sell. Aaron Jones will need to get around 100 yards. If not 100 yards, he needs to get very close for the Packers offense to keep pace with the Niners and for the Packers to have a chance to win. Here's my prediction. I'm going to say Aaron Jones with 124 all-purpose yards, receiving and okay. running. I think he gets to 89 yards out of the backfield, but uh, 124 yards total. So he gets you know close to you know what 35, 40 yards uh, receiving and moves the sticks. It's going to be tough, tough because they've got such a staunch defensive, a staunch defensive front. Uh, if he gets over 100 yards, it will be an incredibly impressive performance. But I'm going to say 124 total yards, 
but maybe 80, 89 yards, something like that, running the football today or uh, this uh, Saturday night. That play that action's been really strong, and they've been able yeah. to stay ahead of the sticks running the football. And Jordan Love and these receivers have looked great, but if Aaron Jones can't run the ball at least somewhat effectively, it gets a lot harder. So yeah. you asked me if I'm worried at all about I think that's what I'm worried about is we right. get two or three drives in, and Aaron Jones is getting lit up and – not getting many yards. It's like, oh, I don't know if we can run the ball. That worries me. That's the one thing that really scares me about this game. The uh, And the other thing for for Aaron Jones, I want to see him finish. It, they've got a bad habit of work, making him the work dog between the 20s, and then when they get inside the red zone, all of a sudden they pull him off the field. It's Emmanuel Wilson or A.J. Dillon or whatever. It's like they take that threat completely away. To me – Run the work dog because he's the most dynamic player you have, and yet at some of the most opportune times you take him off the field. So uh, I'm I'm saying leave it, leave him out there. Let him be the work dog in this one. What do you got to lose at this point? That's that's kind of where I'm at. Is that it? That's it. Excellent question. Do, so. do you think the Eagles should fire Sirianni? By the way, I didn't really ask you. We talk more about Jalen um, Hurts. I, I I don't think so. I mean, he was the media darling and the team darling last year. How does he go from being that to being a guy that – now, the only thing that you can look at and say, why was it such an incredible collapse? What happened? What happened behind closed doors that this thing became an unbelievable collapse? Because they were 10-1. and one. He had coached them from a Super Bowl appearance to a 10-1 and one record, not being as dynamic as they were last year, and then it just – the wheels fell off. And, and you got to ask why. Why did the wheels fall off? Was it some internal problems? Or was it Steichem who ended up going over to the Colts, which we all believe that that was part of the problem? Did they get figured out? Or, or what happened that the wheels just completely fell off? You know? So if, if you answer that he didn't, like, like there was a blueprint with the Eagles getting beat. And they never adjusted. They never changed anything. And he just kind of stood steadfast. Then that's on coaching and you got to make a change. Or did he learn from it? But if you're just making a change to make a change, then you better make sure that the guy you're changing for is that much better. I mean, and again, if you've got Bill Belichick or if you've got Jim Harbaugh in your back pocket, you might want to go in that direction. But other than that, who are you, who you making a change for? Do you think Sirianni is better or worse than, say, Ron Rivera? better or worse than Vrabel, you know, I, I just, I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm, I'm going in that direction. So, and, and you know what? They're a little bit of an aging team to be perfectly honest. And last year was a, a charmed year this year. They had a lot of injuries and such. So um, if you think Sirianni was the problem, then you move him. No doubt. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Stay right where you're at. More of the Bill Michael show. Final segment. Ready. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Uh, one thing I wanted to let you know is they are making snow up north. If you want to do a little skiing, Pine Mountain, I was watching uh, on their live feed the other day. They are making a ton of snow. They're open this weekend. So if you're looking for a great place to go, whether it's Pine Mountain Resort or the Four Seasons Island Resort, 
Head up to either, 715-938-5110. Get a hold of Barb, and you get 15% off of your stay if you tell them you heard it right here. Say, Barb, heard it on the Bill Michael Show. Boom, that's simple. There you go. So uh, a reminder coming up on Saturday, we are going to be in the North Woods. Speaking of being up north, we're going to be uh, just north of Tomahawk. We are going to be on uh, County Road L, County Road L, and uh, we're going to be hanging out at the Loophole Bar coming up on Saturday night. Uh, it's a Packers and 49ers watch party, so come on out and uh, hang with us. Uh, we're going to get there, I don't know, between 6, 6.30, something like that, and then uh, afterwards we're going to have the Green and Gold postgame show all the way from 10 until midnight. So if you can uh, join us in person, great. Otherwise, you know where we're, get, we're going to be uh, emanating from coming up on Saturday night. And if you're listening to us throughout Parts Unknown, all throughout the rest of the country, then, uh, well, we'll show you some of the sights and sounds from inside the loophole bar, but also be discussing the Packers and the 49ers coming up. we got all kinds of people. we got Michael, who is uh, listening to us down in Dallas, Texas, as a Packers fan. Uh, Chris, who is listening to us uh, down in Florida. We've got Maria, who is out in California. So we are, we're all over the place, all over the place. And also, I wanted to say thanks to Jake, who is, uh, can't wait for us to arrive in Tomahawk, he says. So he said, hey, uh, when you get here next year and uh, do a show from the Castaway Bar, that's right in his neck of the woods. So he said, looking forward to that, too. So, but yeah, but, uh, you know, the loophole bar is not that far. It's only a few miles up the road. So come on over to the loophole bar, too. So we're going to have fun. What do we got coming up tomorrow on a Friday as we get ready to send everybody off into the weekend and into the uh, NFC divisional game between the Packers and the 49ers, Grant? Well, unfortunately, we had – well, fortunately and unfortunately, we had Mike Clemens today. We normally get yes. him – to wrap up the show on Friday, but we'll have Tyler Dunn go long tomorrow. Tyler Excellent. was one of the original Jordan Love guys, like all the way back to yeah. 2020. He's like, I love this draft. So right. it, it's kind of been fun to check in with him throughout the uh, throughout the the season. And I'm going to try to find a, a Packers voice just to help uh, deal with the loss of Mike Clemens tomorrow because we need somebody yep. to at least try to take his place. No one can, but we can try. And we'll see who uh, who's traveling and who's not tomorrow. So. That's the tough part, too, about this being a Saturday night game is everyone's heading out right. there. Uh, and obviously you can't call the Bill Michaels show from a plane as much as you might Correct. like to. So we will uh, we'll have a full one tomorrow coming up on the program. So, And then uh, after that, uh, we're going to be uh, heading north. We're, we're looking forward to it. Um, by the way, and, and for those that were asking, I got a couple of emails regarding it. Uh, and hopefully tomorrow we do make the announcement as to where we're going to be. Um, and for those that weren't paying attention early on in the program or didn't hear, uh, the Bill Michael Show is going to be a television show, or at least uh, a trial run. A trial balloon is going to be floated up, but uh, our week in at Super Bowl is going to be made into a two-hour special on TV. And believe it or not, they said, hey, we want to kind of look at you as the, the Pat McAfee version of Wisconsin. So, okay, we can do that. Uh, we don't necessarily have the faces for television, but... They're going to put the best of together, and it's going to be a lot of fun. We're uh, really, really looking forward to it, and we'll make all of that announcement stuff tomorrow coming up on the program. But there's going to be a two-hour special live from – well, it's going to be you know, the show when we do the show the uh, entire week leading up to Super Bowl, live from Radio Row and live from Las Vegas. And all of that, all the sights, all the sounds, everything is going to be put into a TV show, believe it or not. I don't know how it's going to work. I couldn't tell you, but now i got to go buy good shirts. <laughs> so... <laughs> There you go. There you go. All right. That's it. That's going to do it for us. Uh, until we talk again 20 hours from now, it is time for us to go. Have a go. Boop. Boop.